Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So it's not just Canadians who are noticing the SNC-Lavalin affair. And uh, this is rather awkward for the government. Today, the OECD has put out a statement. With the headline, OECD will follow Canadian proceedings addressing allegations of political interference in foreign bribery prosecution. In other words, the world is watching. Our allies are watching how we're dealing with all of this. And it doesn't look good. The OECD Working Group on Bribery is concerned by recent allegations of interference in the prosecution of SNC-Lavalin that are subject to proceedings in the House of Commons Standing Committee on Justice and Human Rights. As a party to the Anti-Bribery Convention, Canada is fully committed to complying with the convention, which requires prosecutorial independence in foreign bribery cases. In addition, political factors such as a country's national economic interest and the identity of the alleged perpetrators must not influence foreign bribery investigations and prosecutions. Now, that's significant because last week, the clerk of the Privy Council, Michael Wernick, attempted to explain that, uh, no, 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 uh, the, the concern about jobs was not uh, the national economic interest. That's something else. Now, the OECD seems to be saying, no, that, that's exactly what this covers. Now, the Foreign Affairs Minister, Christia Freeland, put out a statement just a short time ago. Canada firmly supports the rules-based international order and the multilateral institutions that underpin it. As a founding country of the OECD Anti-Bribery Convention, Canada has a long history of combating bribery and corruption, including through the OECD. We acknowledge the concerns raised today by the OECD Working Group on Bribery. We will continue to work with and update the Working Group on the robust and independent domestic processes currently underway in Canada. So not really addressing the heart of the matter, it seems. Well, joining us for some thoughts on on what this statement today from the OECD symbolizes and some of the underlying issues around this this ongoing scandal. Very pleased to welcome the program uh, Sandy Garasino, who's a former Crown prosecutor, as a national affairs columnist uh, for the National Observer, nationalobserver.com. Sandy, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me. How much of a rebuke is this uh, by the OECD today? I think it's a very serious one to for the OECD uh, not just to express its uh, concern about what has been going on in Canada over the SNC-Lavalin prosecution and the apparent uh, uh, issue about was there political interference, but specifically to point to this uh, provision of the OECD anti-bribery Cor- uh, convention, uh, which to which Canada is a signatory along with many other nations, where we uh, where we have agreed that we will not place uh, national economic interests in consideration uh, in in our enforcement of anti-bribery legislation. To specifically point to that, I think was a very uh, direct. Uh, uh, response to the statements by Michael Wernick in the Justice Committee, and I think it's very extraordinary for the OECD to have taken this step. Right. It, the, the timing can't be coincidental for Michael Wernick to go before this committee and try to argue that, you know, it's it's fine, that's not what this covers, then to get this statement from the OECD. I mean, do you, do you think it's possible it's a coincidence? 
No, I don't. Um, because the OECD could very easily and normally, would, I mean, it's extraordinary for them to have issued any statement whatsoever. But for them, to, but if they were in the normal course of events, you know, in this, this sort of diplomatic world is that you, you make just general statements of concern. You don't directly refer to a specific subject area where there was evidence in testimony at uh, in, in parliamentary committee, I think it's very direct. I think it's very pointed, and it's and it's extraordinary. And Canada, uh, this is an embarrassment for Canada. Well, it is right, and I mean th- this shows how important the issue is. Uh, we're talking about the allegations against SNC Lavalin, you know, perhaps have been been lost in in some of the headlines as of late. Uh, but the issue of bribery is is something that supposedly we're committed to combating, and and this is sending an opposite message. It, it is very concerning, isn't it? Well, it is, and you know, I, I addressed this in a in a column that I wrote uh, late last week, uh, and that's been going around quite a bit because mm-hmm. the 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 real harm here. We have to bear in mind what is the real harm that this legislation or that any legislation anti bribery related is trying to prevent. The worst abuses uh, happen in uh, those countries in the world where people are under the jackboot of dictators and ruthless tyrants. And this is exactly who SNC is accused of having bribed. They are accused of having bribed the family of Muammar Gaddafi in Libya during a period in which he was, his family uh, was being, there was extreme brutality. And they were happy to take contracts. And this is exactly how tyrants and despots are propped up by international corporations, and the OECD and the international community is really trying to strike hard at that, and we have to be part of that. Canada has signed on to the Magnitsky Act about uh, foreign uh, corruption and, and violence against this being perpetrated by foreign countries. We have, uh, we have stood up to Saudi Arabia. We have lectured China about we're a rule of law country. We cannot be seen to have a different standard for our own companies. As you write in your piece, a Canadian company is charged with bribing a family infamous around the world for murder, torture, rape, abductions, and widespread human rights abuses, and doing it for its own profit. You know, lost in, in the politics of this scandal have been the, these allegations that SNC-Lavalin was doing business in Libya. They were convicted of, or they're charged with, uh, paying bribes. Uh, and, and to, you know, to dig a little deeper and, and look at what that actually means in practice, I mean, it, it's pretty horrifying stuff. It is horrifying stuff, and I really think that the public, yes, it is legitimate for politicians to be concerned about jobs, but when the Attorney General and the Director of Public Prosecutions, who, by the way, we have to remember, they know far more about this case than we do. This is not like the United States where, you know, an awful lot of the prosecution's evidence is already in the public realm before a trial ever takes place. There are probably very significant details that if the public knew them, this would be a much clearer cut case. 
And uh, as a former prosecutor, knowing what the principles and the guidelines are and what the rules are about what you can and you cannot consider in whether you're going to exercise discretion in favor of a company and grant it lenience, uh, I'm quite certain that there was this was not that close a call. And we must remember that SNC-Lavalin, in addition to this case, had many previous instances of bribery and discipline that discipline by uh, the World Bank, by the Asia Development Bank, by the African Development Bank and other jurisdictions. This has been a problem company and it needs to be dealt with like a problem company that's done something severely wrong. Now, it's been pointed out that uh, the idea of a deferred prosecution agreement, it, it exists elsewhere. It exists in the U.S., it exists in the U.K., and, and defenders of the government have, have attempted to argue that it wasn't inappropriate or wouldn't be inappropriate to consider it here. But we have to consider the severity of the charges, and that's what, what other countries do, isn't it? Well, that's correct. Um, I looked at, at precedents out of the U.K., first of all, uh, it's not by any stretch a slam dunk that if you're eligible, well, you can just apply and, and you can get this. In the UK, where it's been in legislation since 2013, so five years longer than we've had it, uh, they've only granted three of these cases. Almost all of their prosecutions proceed to trial. And uh, so it's only in rare instances. And what the UK has established as sort of its guideline is has the company, did the company self-report? When they were became aware of irregularities, financial issues, did they take positive steps to address it and, uh, and to notify law enforcement and to get the public, the law enforcement in. And that's actually the opposite of what SNC did here. So they really fail on a number of tests. And on most of the primary considerations a prosecutor would weigh, seriousness of the offense, nature of the of the accused company, uh, what did they do, all of those circumstances, on almost all of them, SNC-Lavalin failed. So we should not be pushing our attorney general to... Uh, to break with precedent and overrule her director of public prosecutions who's made a professional assessment. Well, they did. They assessed this. They decided that this company was ineligible. The attorney general reviewed that. She concurred. This this company was ineligible. From everything you've read about all of this, you would concur as well then. There's, there's no basis for a DPA here. Not only is there no basis, in my opinion, but in my opinion, it is very much in the public interest for this to proceed to trial. Uh, first, this would be the first DPA granted. I think it's a very bad precedent because if you're not going to give, if you're going to give a DPA to sort of the worst offender with the worst circumstances, uh, who didn't meet any of the conditions, but it's big, it's big defenses that it has a lot of employees, then who are you going to refuse a DPA to? Yeah. That means that the DPA becomes a rubber stamp. And that means that our enforcement of anti-bribery legislation becomes meaningless. So there's a very strong public interest in protecting the integrity of the justice system. Uh, there's a public interest in having the circumstances come out in court. I'm very skeptical that jobs are the real concern here. I'm more, uh, I am more persuaded from what I've read of this case that the evidence that is going to come out is going to be extremely damaging to the reputation of SNC and possibly other individuals as well. 
so, how, I mean, how stunning is it then that, that at least as far as the government has said publicly that the idea of a DPA has, has not been ruled out? I mean, it's still on the table, it would seem. Well, I just I, I think this is outrageous, and I think the uh, this is one of the things that the OECD announcement today is is meant to put Canada on notice. We are being watched by the international community, and the the international community that has been taking enforcement against its own its own bad actors is looking to Canada to put its money where its mouth is, and to you know forget about tweeting at Saudi Arabia, stand up for and take action against our own own bad citizens yeah well as you mentioned that piece is being widely shared folks who read it at nationalobserver.com sandy thanks so much for joining us here today really appreciate this thanks so much for having me on All right. afternoons with rob breckenridge starting at 12 30 on news talk 770 calgary